Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. I just almost had a good old-fashioned panic attack because I was recording this and it was using my internal audio and I was like, no sir, and I caught myself and that is honestly the first time I've ever caught myself making this mistake. And what I mean by that is I have made this mistake so many times and I've never actually caught myself before I finished and honestly character development all the way through. Good job. Anyway, today we're doing a Q&A video. This isn't a video. Am I okay? We're doing a Q&A podcast, um, which is one of my tried and true favorites when I don't know what else to do. And today is one of those days. The world is burning outside. I'm having like chronic headaches from the air quality. I'm losing my mind. Just the general malaise of existence is, it's doing great. We're doing great. So, I asked you guys on Instagram for some questions, and you guys gave questions, and that's super cool, so let's answer them first. (laughs) Someone asked me, is there such a thing as academic writing for freelancing? And the answer is, yes sirree, Bob. There is, but it might not be what you're thinking, and I'm just saying do not Google academic writing, freelance, etc., because it's probably like 99% chance it's going to be one of those weird agencies where people like pay to get their school paper written for them, and I'm not saying I haven't written someone's school paper for money. That's not what I'm saying, but what I am saying is if you're going to do it, you shouldn't do it through that. Um, you shouldn't, it's just mm, frowned upon. So what you should do is grant writing, white papers, research, these kinds of things that all go into academic writing are really great for grant writing, which is the money. Let me tell you when businesses or like nonprofits want grants, they will hire writers to do really amazing grant proposals like hello and then a white paper is just like a really really technical document that a lot of big name businesses need and small name businesses just to show that they're important and these are basically academic papers like you can't tell me otherwise and so if that's something that interests you then this could be a good path it's also the money is there like get the coin if you want the money like there you go i'm it's not for me but it could be for you Next question, how do you plan and prioritize blog tasks like writing, creating pins, etc.? First of all, I do not, but (laughs) I think it's important to realize that blog posts are really low on my to-do list and that is because um, I have a great humongous backlog of blog posts and I'm also at a point where people are just throwing their guest posts at me, like they are throwing them at me and I am accepting because I don't want to write them myself. But in the beginning of a blog, I think it's really important to create a pretty strong backlog of content. But then once you have like that strong backlog of content that's receiving like regular steady traffic, you don't need to focus on like cranking out blog posts all the time. So now I post maybe once a month. That's honestly ambitious, but I probably post more with guest posts and I'm just like sort of letting that happen. And then I think if you're just getting started, you should maybe create a more structured schedule. But what I do like to do weekly is schedule pins and that is more important to me because that's what brings in traffic, which is what translates to Mediavine money. And you know I'm about that. So that's how my personal priorities lie, but I think... Anyone focusing on building content needs to start with that and then focus on marketing on an ongoing basis. Next question. This is rapid fire. 
I'm a new freelance writer. What should I avoid? This is very easy for me to answer. Slave labor. Don't want to do that. And what I mean by slave labor is first, content mills, and second of all, the slave labor subreddit, which is legitimately slave labor. And also low rates, just in general. Just in general. So avoid the red flag clients. Basically just no to that. So what could you do instead? Create a portfolio. Start marketing yourself higher. I know that's like this tried and true stereotypical answer where it's like, well, that's great, but that's easier said than done. And it for sure is. But I think it's okay to start doing work for free, whether that work is for yourself, which I hope it is if it's for free, or maybe for friends or family, whatever. But like get some portfolio content, like know that you can actually offer something of value and then use that to market yourself higher. So you can market yourself on Upwork, LinkedIn, your own website, etc. Um, you can cold pitch, whatever. Cold pitching is weird right now. Thank you, COVID. But in general, I think it, it could be successful. And just steer clear of the low rates, the red flag clients, and like getting paid one cent per word because it'll make you miserable and you will end up hating this. And don't say I didn't warn you. Yes, I'm yawning because um, I don't sleep. Anyway, Another question, what do you do besides writing? I assume this is a personal question. So I actually write primarily because that is what I do, so she says, but I also do social media and content creation, and by content creation I mean like I'll do photos for brands, um, not just for like on my Instagram, which I have done, but just in general. (laughs) product photos or just like lifestyle content does that make sense I don't know like I'll, I'll create content for social media and for the blogs and stuff I'll do email marketing and then I also just do I help with like SEO strategy I don't know that sounds way cooler than it is it's not that cool and last but not least I do administrative tasks because who doesn't and what I mean by that is I do like emails and like invoicing and like all of that which takes up a big chunk of time unfortunately um I need an assistant to do it for me because I don't I don't love it and then I guess on a more personal note I do a lot of creative writing so I'm currently working on a novel a new one I know she needs to get a hobby but anyway I like to do creative writing as like a little bit of a release to remember (laughs) why writing is fun because when you write for a living you you're like oh this this isn't actually fun anymore and it can be frustrating to not really get much control over what you're writing about and I do I write creatively in my blog posts and things that I write for other clients and I think that's what's good about them she toots her own horn. But <laughs> I think it's just good to have some kind of outside expression that's not tied to work, just so you can have, you know, the other side of me, as Hannah Montana would say. Next, <laughs> how do taxes work? I love this question because I love talking about taxes. So taxes work in freelancing. Basically, this is the same for any contract worker or like if you're a small business owner. Um, It depends on the type of business you're running. I am a sole proprietor because I don't see the value in becoming an LLC right now or like a C-Corp or an S-Corp. I'm just throwing out the names. But basically, if you expect to pay over $2,000-ish, I believe it's different every year in taxes, then you need to pay quarterly taxes. So what this means is that every quarter, 
in um, April and in July, June, hello, I think it's June, and then September and then January, you will pay what you expect to pay, oh, in taxes, like on a quarterly basis. So if you were to take your whole tax bill and, and chunk it into quarters, you would make a payment each time. Supposedly, it's supposed to be based on the year before, but that doesn't work for me because my income fluctuates greatly and I'm making a lot more this year. So I basically just put aside 15 to 20% of my income and I just throw that at the IRS when the time comes. And it helps me to keep it in a separate bank account, but I've heard of other freelancers doing this different ways. There's no like single best method. I use a Google sheet to keep track of everything and I do it myself because I... I really trust myself, <laughs> I guess. I just like, I, I read the rules and I do my best. But in general, you should be putting aside anywhere from 15 to 25%. It depends on your state. Like some states have higher income tax. I have purposely chosen to live in a state that does not have state income tax. And that is on being a bargain shopper. And it's not complicated. I think a lot of people are really scared off by taxes, but you shouldn't be because it's not rocket science. It's actually accounting and you can do it. I believe in you and there are tools that'll do it for you, but I don't care about those because I am cheap, as we said, bargain shopper. But one of my, the important things to remember is that the first year of being like a contractor, they usually, they being the government, will give you like a free hall pass. They're like, hey girl, we know it's hard to do money and they'll be like, we're not going to fee you, fine you for this, but hey, um, don't make it a thing. If you do it again, <laughs> you could get fined, but probably not right now during COVID. And then that just means there's a late fee and it, the world won't end. You're not going to jail or anything. I used to write for a tax attorney and people, you know what, you can do a lot of things and you still won't go to jail for the IRS. So be thankful for that. Anyway, last but not least, how do you stay sane when working at home and I do not is my clear answer to that. I am not doing well. Please send help. But anyway, can I not say anyway anymore? I can't. It's actually compulsive. I agreed to it in my contract. So I stay sane working from home a lot differently nowadays. Thank you to COVID-19. Usually I used to like thrive working from home. I was like, superwoman. I was like, hashtag girl boss. I was like, hashtag lady CEO, CEO, as they say. Um, I was just living, living my best life. But now, now she is not a CEO. She is a crying every day. No. Oh my gosh. The sirens, they're coming to get me. Anyway, I am struggling with the not ever leaving thing. I used to have a lot of outlets after work and then on the weekends that like sort of saved my life. And now I can't go anywhere and the world is burning outside. So I can't even like go for a walk. So we're not doing well, but I try to keep to a routine that helps a little bit. And I try to find things to, like look forward to, at least during COVID. I'm like, on Friday, I'll watch Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again for the 15th time. And that will give me some, <laughs> a little glimmer of hope. That is the most pathetic thing that I've ever said. Um, yeah, it's not going great. Usually I'll go on walks with my dog or just myself and my thoughts. I drink a lot of coffee. I eat a lot of takeout. I've recently gotten more into working out inside the house. Usually I go on runs outdoors, but as I've said 50 times, the world is on fire and you can't go outside because 
you will increase your risk of lung cancer. So instead, she's working out inside and she being me and I like to do different workout videos, preferably ones that feature like musical music or show tunes or Disney songs. Honestly, she's ashamed, but she's just living. And that is basically how I stay sane working from home. I'm not doing well. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's not. Um, yeah, it's it's been struggling. It's been struggling. Um, it's being, I don't even know how I'm speaking. You would never know that I get paid to write for a living with the way I talk. But I'm just trying to get through it, as we all are. And hopefully you're staying more sane than me. I know more people are working from home than ever before, even the non-freelancers. How dare you all try to copy my lifestyle? Um, y'all are really threatening me, but I just think it's funny now to see everyone working from home. And it's funny because I see people who are working from home for the first time and they're like, this is awful. How did you do this? And I'm like, this isn't what it's like, sir. This isn't, <laughs> this is a false advertisement because working from home is usually way different, like, cause you can leave the house and have a regular routine. And I'm just, to all those people, I'm so sorry that this is your first introduction into working from home. Um, it's not usually like this. Um, it's not great all the time, but it's definitely not like this. So please, please don't let this turn you off to working from home in general because it's not her fault. She didn't ask for this. Nobody did. Anyway, thank you for listening to That's my new song. It's coming out. It's coming out in 2021. Um, I should cut it out, but I'm not gonna because it was honestly too good. And I'm, I'm sorry that you could only get a little bit of the taste for that. Um, but really, what I really love about this podcast is that I have to record it like yelling into my door because that's where my microphone is because my desk is in literally I, I'm within arm's reach of my front door and I know that everyone in the immediate area and in the hallway in general can like hear me speaking and honestly free content I am I should I should get a discount on my rent for them getting to learn so much from me that is wow I just am a giver but as I was saying I hope you all have a lovely week I hope you are staying sane while you work from home I hope you are paying your quarterly taxes which were due yesterday so if you did not then oops oops yikes but anyway have a productive week and hang in there <laughs>